Good evening, everyone. Agatiyar or Agatamoyed. We are here. It is right now September 22nd. Today is actually the first day of the astronomical spring, which came in uh, sometime this afternoon. That's when the sun is directly overhead, the equinox, right on the equator. That's when the equinox took place. It was earlier this afternoon. It is relatively late in night here, here in the Midwest, and we have a storm system. You know, it's very easy to know what to talk about tonight and tomorrow. It's really, this is really affecting just about the entire country. I mean, from certainly from the Midwest eastward, there's a storm system which has all the characteristics of a strong storm system. I would say it's a strong storm system. In fact, if you would not even check the barometric pressure, one would assume that this is almost like a nor'easter without a doubt. However, the barometric pressure is 29.6, which doesn't really reflect such a strong storm system. It is a strengthening storm system, but eventually will be becoming a weakening storm system, will eventually weaken to 29.8. This storm system is so strong, actually, that it's moving west, meaning the thin is the thing is spinning and has negative tilt, and it's developing and spinning so quickly that the system itself is just moving west, and that's the way the winds are moving around the system. It's pushing the system west. So the system is going pretty much north from Indiana, but it's going a little bit northwest, and we'll be going into the Michigan area as we speak, actually, probably as we speak, but certainly overnight into tomorrow, eventually making its way to the east coast. It is going really slow. Now, Chicago pretty much missed out on all the heavy rain of the system, to my knowledge, but areas which are getting hit with this system, getting hit with the precipitation, are getting hit pretty hard. We have flash flood watches effect in effect for many, many places in Michigan. Uh, thunderstorms are even possible along the Detroit area. That is a possibility. But, but here's something that's very, uh, some new ideas, creative stuff that's been coming out from some of these weather articles, such as the Washington Post. They said that thunderless thunderstorms along the front will be moving through some areas tonight and tomorrow. They said this is a practice, essentially speaking, these are thunderless thunderstorms. You know, thunderless thunderstorms. <laughs> What in the world is that? And then and you go into the desert southwest, they're saying dry thunderstorms. They're saying thunderstorms will be uh, will be having a negative effect on the drought because they're consisting of just lightning. So we have some dry thunderstorms in the area, like in uh, places of Nevada and Utah, in Arizona as well. But there might be some monsoon moisture that eventually gets put into some of those storms in the Arizona area, which actually will be producing flash flooding for areas that actually do get the thunderstorms in Arizona, and we have thunderless thunderstorms, whatever that is. I think what it means is that the precipitation and the winds will come down in such a way that one would think there is a thunderstorm momish, but the cloud tops are just not high enough and the instability is not intense enough to be producing thunder and lightning. And that's uh, a little bit of what they said, and that's what's going to be happening 
happening over portions of the Midwest, uh, Indiana and Michigan, but some forecasts indicate that there might be actual thunderstorms in Detroit, Michigan, later on tonight into tomorrow. Rainfall accumulations of two to four inches widespread over many areas of the Midwest and then moving on to the East Coast, one to two inches. AccuWeather max of eight inches is what's expected. Now, there's three areas, three bubbles in the from the Ohio, really the Ohio Valley is a more accurate term than the Midwest because a lot of the Midwest is not really getting affected by this other than clouds and strong winds. So the three areas, one is areas which will be along the front. They're going to be getting anywhere from three to five inches of rain. Another area is some places in Virginia which will be experiencing upsloping on the mountains. They're expected to get between four to six inches of rain. Then there's a third area of tremendous tropical moisture down in the southeast where they will be getting real thunderstorms. They may be getting three, four to five inches of rain in those areas, but in between these bubbles, rainfall amounts are less. Rainfall amounts of one to four inches, as we mentioned before, can be expected. Now, here's the deal of what's going on with this system. We have low evaporation rates right now. It's low evaporation rates because it is the month of September, and therefore, all that rain that's been falling on the East Coast, it's not evaporating. Amazingly, it's not evaporating too much, and this is still going all the way back to Hurricane, well, some of it goes back to Hurricane Ida all the way back then, but we also have Hurricane Nicholas. Now, here's the third thing. We have, we already spoke about two kind of almost like ridiculous things of thunderless thunderstorms and th dry thunderstorms that we're used to already, actually. Galveston, Texas, which got hit with Hurricane Nicholas. Hurricane Nicholas, tons of rain. The National Weather Service has issued a low water advisory for the Galveston Bay. <laughs> you know, I have the reason people are laughing about that is because what's going on? What's going on? An advisory is never good news, but how, how could you have flooding while it's been raining like crazy in general in the south, but here they just had a tropical storm, and actually when it came on shore, it actually was a hurricane, brought lots of rain. How is it that in the Hudson Bay there's low water? It's actually a very serious question, and I don't have an answer to this question, but I know the National Weather Service just issued, issued this type of an advisory, and it's just strange stuff. Uh, on to the East Coast, back on to the East Coast, so we have lots of tropical moisture from these hurricanes, which remain on the ground. The roads are wet, and as this front moves towards the East Coast, it might not hit that area until Friday, and then some areas like New England will remain under rain, will continue in that area, possibly until Shabbos morning, before that front finally moves out to sea. The reason why it's moving so slow. Part of that reason, number one, it's a cut-off low, or you know, it's a it's a closed low. But really, the main thing I think is that there's a high-pressure system which is not really moving too fast along the East Coast, and that's what's blocking traffic. It's preventing this low-pressure system from moving. Eventually, though, this low-pressure system is going to move due to a, another storm system that develops in Canada. And that has an associated cold front that's going to move through and that's going to push this system out to sea. That's what's going to be happening. But uh, that happens 
more like Friday night and Shabbos. Right before that happens, we here in Chicago are going to experience a day of southerly winds where finally warmer temperatures come back with sunshine, highs in the mid and upper 70s. And yes... It's going to finally get this unseasonably cool weather out of here. What's been happening today, it just feels like fall. And in fact, the air mass that's been here today, all of this rain has been producing. It produced snow up in the northern Rockies, just a couple of inches in the uh, Yellowstone National Park. They got a couple of inches, but uh, it's a little bit early for them to be getting snow. We do have some of the AccuWeather decided to speak about this past summer once again, and it does mention that I have more clarity on this. The average temperature this past summer here in the United States for June, July, and August was 74.0 degrees. That is 0. It's less than 0.01 degrees warmer than the Dust Bowl year of 1936. The article says it's less than 0.01, just enough to make headlines and say this was the warmest summer on in history. <laughs> and that's, uh, but AccuWeather at least does discuss that in reality, the Dust Bowl year of 1936 was hotter. It produced, they say, Biblical, that's quotes unquote, biblical dust storms that moved across the country, including the Midwest, and caused trains to miss their stops. Some of the trains missed their stops. I don't know. That's uh, over even on the East Coast. These dust storms move across the country. The hundreds, temperatures in the hundreds were found all over the place. Plus, there was no air conditioning. So, and they also mentioned that it, this average did not include the weather station in Death Valley, California. So how could a person ever go ahead and say that we had a hotter summer on record over here when we are including the weather station of Death Valley, California? And even now, we're only less than 0.01. Who would even come up with such a statistic? And back then, they were not including – I don't know why they were not, but they were not including the weather station of Death Valley, California. Also – uh, the weather station here in Chicago, I think, might I think was on the lake. That's uh, Tom Skilling has mentioned that in the Dust Bowl years here in Chicago, the weather station was on the lake, and the official hottest temperature here in Chicago is 105 degrees. But if the weather station would have been at midway, the official temperature would have been 109 degrees is the hottest temperature here in the Chicago area. Generally, it was that Pacific Northwest, uh, the Northwest Pacific heat wave in the end of June. That's what really did it. Uh, we also saw nine consecutive days of temperatures in the 90s this past summer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and also other places with seven consecutive days in the mid-Atlantic area. Uh, nothing too hot. And speaking of the mid-Atlantic area, they are one of the places which are going to get hit the hardest with rain from this upcoming system. The system is producing high wind warnings for many areas. It certainly has the characteristics of what one would think is a nor'easter, but just the barometric pressure is not all the way down at 29.0. It's just 29.0. Six. The system, again, is kind of drifting to the northwest, kind of like what a hurricane does, and eventually it is going to move east. In general, we're going to be seeing a 
above normal temperatures for the next two weeks here in the Chicago area. Uh, not too much above normal, but a little bit above normal, and that's something to look forward to. And according to um, some of the forecasts show uh, just a lot of dry air going on after this. these thunderstorms move through, especially Friday night and Chavez morning. Not too much going on tonight, although the winds may reach its peak tonight. And in some areas, such as in South Bend, Indiana, the rain will be reaching its peak tonight. A rain, uh, there's been a lot of rain. Apparently, there's been a lot of rain there and lots of rain in Detroit, Michigan. In fact, they're calling it fire hose, fire hose rain. That's a, that's what the AccuWeather is calling this because the rain is coming down at the rate of one to two inches an hour, and that's apparently considered fire hose rain. Fire hose rain. Uh, I don't know if that's what that's deserving of uh, in terms of the sound effects over here. Oh, there's a lot more uh, sound effects over here. But um, also a lot of this heavy rain is the result of an atmospheric river that is pouring into the system. The Pacific Northwest has a new storm system with an atmospheric river pouring into systems over there. And one more thing is that in India, they're getting tremendous floods. Six inches of rain fell in one day in one of the, the capitals of one of the states there, which is the most that's ever happened if in the month of September. There's lots of floods going on over there. That's something that um, is, uh, if anybody's traveling there, they might want to look into that. That is an unfortunate situation. And again, those temperatures actually hit. They, if only they would have hit a hundred degrees. But they in Denver, Colorado, it was so close to a hundred, but it did not hit a hundred. <gasps> But it did break a record on September 10th. The temperature did hit 99 degrees in Denver, Colorado. Followed by much colder weather. And remember last year they were in the hundreds for a few days before a snowstorm came that evening, still in the summer season, around the same time, but a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's it. I wish everybody a good moed and everyone enjoy uh, Yontif. Those people that have the ability to sleep in the sukkah, uh, that would be absolutely wonderful to sleep in the sukkah for those areas that have somehow made it to. I think Chicago might, for tonight, might be good weather to sleep in the sukkah. There's a slight chance for rain towards morning. The reason why rain might happen here in Chicago is even though the storm has already passed us, the system's already passed us, and it didn't even develop until after it after it moved through Chicago, is because, again, the system is strengthening at a pace where the system is actually starting to move west. So it's going to start to move back, and we might be getting some of the precipitation on the back side of the storm. That's the Suffolk that the National Weather Service has that might happen later on tonight. They are not sure. It might happen or it might not happen. But a place like South Bend, the rain seems like more, a lot more likely over there. And in Detroit, Michigan, it's just about a definite and even heavy rains. Not a good night for sleeping in the sukkah. Down south at the very end of this front, it's moving in as a dry front. Down there, it's a dry front. So places like 
I, I would say like maybe Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. I would think that there's no rain over there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you hear that there is, then uh, then then maybe there is. Uh, everyone have a good moid. Thank you for listening.